Welcome to the Freedom Fries Podcast. From the timeless Army-Navy rivalry to a passion for pursuing financial freedom through real estate, join Mike and Spiros for real talk about the huge wins and crushing losses of patriots who relentlessly pursue financial freedom. Freedom Fries is focused real estate investing for epic success. Welcome back to the Freedom Fries podcast. This is your boy Mike and Sparrows back at it with another great episode this week. We have we had such a fantastic episode this week and such an awesome guest. I know this is dear and near to Spiro, so I'm not gonna I will not do any justice explaining who who this week's guest is. So I'll pass it off to Spiros. Please tell the tell the people who we had the privilege of talking with. Yeah. So hey, everybody, thanks for uh, for, for tuning in this week. So spoiler alert: our guest this week is my son. Uh, Will Nafakos, he's a 19-year-old a real estate agent who's enjoying some pretty significant success in the first year of his real estate journey. And um, you know, while Will's not a veteran and he's not a, an experienced real estate investor or anything like that, all the things that we've kind of promised you in the podcast, mm-hmm. he's got some knowledge that he wants to drop on on us and our listeners with regards to how to carry yourself, how to set goals and how to be disciplined about your goals to achieve the things that you want to achieve in your life, whether you're a, a military veteran transitioning into the business world or you're a, a brand new real estate investor, or I'll tell you what, even if you're a seasoned real estate investor and you're just mm-hmm. looking to scale your business, this kid's got some things for us that right. are no joke valuable. And we're super excited to bring it to you. And and I, I personally, sure. as his dad, uh, I want to thank everybody for indulging us the ability to bring on my son, because I just think he has a lot to teach to a lot of people. And uh, I'm super excited to about having him as a guest on our and podcast. And everybody, Mike. please, yeah, listen to the whole podcast. This kid is 19 years old, and he's speaking wisdom that you know some grownups that I that I know don't know these values and can't yeah. uh, implement yeah. these simple things in life. So this is this is obviously we talk about some real estate, but this is a life podcast where you just got you get to hear from a really really bright young man who the future that you know the sky's the limit for him. So. Um, let's, let's bring Will in and so let the world listen to what he has to say. Hey, super fans of the Freedom Fries Real Estate Podcast. Welcome to episode two. Thanks for joining uh, Mike and I tonight. We have a special guest who um, I have a, a particular affinity for. He's actually my son, Will Nafakos, 19-year-old real estate agent and investor extraordinaire. Uh, so we're really excited to hear a little bit about Will's story and his journey. Um, into real estate, adulthood, life, all kinds of of topics. So uh, super excited about that. Mike, how's it going? Yeah, what's up, party people? How we doing? Super excited to have Will on the on the show today. Uh, obviously, a super close relationship with Spiros, but I'm super excited to get to know Will a little bit better. I've heard all the great things through his dad and uh, all the, the great accomplishments. So uh, why don't we dive into it a little bit here? Will, tell the people who you are. Tell them uh, what your background is, why you chose real estate. Uh, we're, we're excited to learn. All right. First of all, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm super excited. This is like a big, big dream of mine. Uh, I'd say investor extraordinaire is a bit of a generous generous thing to say about me. I definitely won't have too much to offer on that front, considering I have zero investments right now. But I would say aspiring investor is a better one. But anyways, about me, 19 years old, I have my real estate license in Florida. I uh, 
real estate because to be honest, the low barrier of entry. I've always been like a like a I've always been a go getter. I like doing big things and uh sometimes age can be not an excuse but it can be a a limiting factor in what you can and can't do and real estate's one of those things where people always say the barrier of entry is way too low which I tend to agree with but I can't complain because it got me in anyone can take a course and pass a test so yeah that's why real estate and I also like the commission based pay structure I can't, I can't say I got into it for like some big sentimental reason that is super special to me. It's it was basically about the money cuz and that's something I want to talk about today is my where my head was at before I got into real estate and where it's at now and its process in like changing my mindset. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'll have to offer in, in terms of in terms of that. So that's me. That's cool. That's cool. Thanks, Will. So, you know, I've had uh, 19 years of experience with Will, right? Because I was there from the start. And I'll tell you, super humble dude, very uh, not not wanting to, you know, pat himself on the back, at least publicly. Now, when he's at home, that's a different story, right? Yeah. He's at home. He's like- Oh, he's the big man on the, campus when uh, he's home. Yeah. He's, he is- he is the man, but uh, awesome. but I'll tell you what, just uh, just you know, and I know I'm his dad, and I'm biased, but but no joke, super solid human being with a great heart and uh, and just uh, a love of life and people and and achievement, right? So let's let's jump into that. Well, let's talk about you know, um, let's talk about you know your early early days here in real estate and some mm -hmm. of the things that you're learning. And I think for our listeners, right? So Will wasn't in the military. That's not why he's here. Will's not exactly an investor yet. That's not why he's here. But there's some things that Will has shared with me, right? At home that I think are just like pearls of wisdom, right? From a young person that all of us need to hear. So Will, I want to ask you, like, tell me when in your life was was the turning point that turned you from a young kid into a man with goals and aspirations and and that sort of thing? Tell me how that happened for you. That is such a good question. I strongly believe that I came into this world and God blessed me with a spirit that I think is, I think I got it from you as well, that is like, above all else, run from mediocrity. Like, that's biggest fear ever and that's no hate to anybody like but it's just it, for me it's not for me you know what i mean like what's the point what's the point of being here if you're not going to be great that's my kind of life philosophy or at least try at least strive for it right so i would say there wasn't one event there wasn't one day where i was like oh i'm gonna be great there wasn't one it was a culmination of like even when i was a young just an athlete playing flag football and the third grade or playing basketball at recess, just blessed by God with this insanely, sometimes too competitive mindset. I've learned, I'd say my turning point was just how I've learned and matured to leverage that competitive spirit to not be an annoying kid on a basketball court, but <laughs> to leverage that and become, I don't even want to say what I've become because I haven't become anything yet, but <laughs> I will tell you right now, I, I will tell things on this podcast that if you do them properly and you do them with discipline, like you will be successful in any front anything. And I'm so confident saying that because I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. And ever since I was a little kid, I look up on YouTube inspirational videos. I listen to like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm smart or wise or anything like that, but I have spent my entire life 
I spend hours every day listening to people who are smarter and wiser than me. And I draw from their experiences and what they say, and I put them into my own like little philosophy. It's allowed me to become not wise, but just I can navigate things. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I have this, I have this plan that I kind of wrote out and it is a recipe for success. Like no matter which way you flip it, it's undeniable success. And it takes time, which is why I haven't struck it rich yet. Cause I'm sure people listening are like, Oh, if you have this super sick, like, recipe for success why aren't you why are you in your closet right now um my answer to that is being successful is simple but it is by no means easy and it will take a lot of tears blood sweat it's it's not gonna be easy for anybody like someone my dad and i were talking about the other day was if it was easy everybody would do it and it's such a cliche but it's so true because if if it were easy everybody would do it everyone would be out there making millions of bucks everybody like it's not easy it's despite like some people will tell you get rich quick get six pack abs quick do all this no like the first step to success in my opinion is accepting that it's not going to be easy Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to do it alone so well you're like i said you you i don't know about you but you sound like you don't have to you're not cocky right you have if you ever heard of the the saying you're not cocky you're confident right you you've done yes. the work you've done the research you've done that you've done the education you watch the youtube videos uh mm-hmm. while you're talking I, I know you guys are sports guys like me this is the analogy that was the first thing that popped in my head right you you can't teach talent but you can teach hard work you can teach diving on the court for the loose ball and that's that those mm-hmm. are all the things that will's doing he's He's working hard. He's putting in the time. He surrounds himself with smarter people who who have who who have achieved what he wants to achieve, so he can make his circle successful. Right? You are a product of your environment, and if your environment is successful people, guess what? You're going to become successful eventually, sooner or later. You're going to pick up those habits. So, I mean, at 19 years old, to have that uh, you know that awareness and to have those thoughts running through your mind, you're a, you're past people who are way past their prime so man that's fantastic and i mean that if you're listening to this and you are between the age of 19 and 49 you're you're, you're getting <laughs> schooled by you know by uh a young 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 man right here who's got a really bright future so that's freaking awesome well i love it i love it i want to really appreciate that yeah go ahead uh so i was just gonna say so step one is realizing it takes hard work so what's step two step two of my very large multi-step process. <laughs> Step two is something I learned from the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it is to be genuinely appreciative of where you are now, which sounds, a lot of people hear that and say like, oh, because there's a common thing that people say where it's like, oh, you shouldn't settle, never settle, which I totally agree with. But that's that's different than being genuinely appreciative of where you are now and what got you there. And I think, but you need it's, it needs to be so genuine. Like whenever... I do anything and I'm not, I'm obviously not perfect at this and I slip up at my own theory, but whenever I do anything, no matter what it is, no matter what circumstance, I always make sure to show respect and I make sure to appreciate anybody else involved in what it is. If I'm playing a sport or if I'm going on a showing, shadowing someone else and they're te- they're taking time out of the day to teach me, like I'm going to let them know I'm going to be over appreciative to where it's annoying because that's what they'll remember. And that means something to other people. And it's like, if you can be genuinely appreciative of where you are now, it sounds bad. And this isn't why I do it, but inadvertently, people will be more willing to help you. Like I said earlier in the show, can't do it alone. Like you said, uh, like you said, Mike, I'm, I'm one of the most confident people mm-hmm. for better or for worse. 
And I even I know I can't do it alone. So that's definitely something that, that I value. And that's the second step is being genuinely appreciative of where you are now and making sure everyone around you knows that. Everyone everyone knows that you're appreciative and make it personal, make it like write handwritten notes if you have to. When I'm at work, I'm I'm on a team that I frankly don't think I deserve to be on because of my age and limited experience. And I'll go into my boss's office as outside of my comfort zone as it is. And I'll literally tell her, I'll say like, I seriously appreciate you having me here. I know you took a chance on me and I'm going to make it pay dividends for you. And like, I just let her know. I'm like, you made a great decision because (laughs) obviously I'm going to think that, but I'm seriously so appreciative that, you know, you answered my third email or whatever and took a chance on me. So that's, that's definitely the second step is just being appreciative of what you have. And even if, even if some people are probably listening, like I have nothing, I haven't caught a break in years. That's a bunch of BS. Like I don't, I know I may not have a leg to stand on because I have caught a break and I have gotten like some things that I don't think I deserve. But if you're breathing and if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, you're more blessed than you know. And I don't even, I don't even know you. And I could give you 50 reasons why you should be thanking God every day like so don't take what you have for granted and be happy where you are and then that will inadvertently allow you to level up and strive for that next step so second step there you go nice oh, i love it i mean <laughs> those are those are things i live by every day too will like people ask me you know when i walk into the office they're like oh how's it going how's everything and my response to them all the time is i'm alive you know it could be worse so here to have right, a great exactly. day and it's mm-hmm. and it's so easy and I tell this to everybody. It's so easy. I live my life by the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. It's so easy to say, thank you, please. How are you? How's your day? And it's like, that's not even real estate specific. That's just being a good human. It's being nice to somebody exactly. because you don't know what they're going through and you don't know how, how much you can impact them just by just saying thank you. So yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal, man. That's awesome. You know, and and when I when I hear you guys talk about this, and when I hear Will you know, and and Mike just brought up the words real estate, right? So far, here we are, we're, you know, 13 minutes into this podcast, and we really haven't talked about real estate per se. But guess what we have, right? Mm -hmm. Because what real estate is, it's actually the relation, it's a relationship business. Absolutely. You're not, you're not selling stuff. You're not buying stuff. You're you're building relationships. And and if you don't get that, you're going to be spinning your wheels for years and years and years. And you're going to say, you're going to be one of those people that say, why haven't I caught a break? Well, maybe the reason you haven't caught a break is because you're not spending time with the people that you're trying to buy or sell real estate from. You're not spending time to get to know their story and get to know like where they're from and what makes them click and what makes them get pissed off, you know, and what their what their background is. So I I you know, in my in my day job, right? I'm in a I'm in a sales organization in my day job and I always preach to my team, we're not selling anything. You're not salespeople, you're relationship people. You need to get out there and sit down with your clients, your customers, and get to know them, get to know what who they are and, and what makes them tick and listen. And and like Will said, it, it's it's wisdom, dude, that you're dropping. Be appreciative for the time that they're giving you. I'll tell you real quick, for me, I'm a, you know, in my day job, I'm a sales guy, right? And I do go to lunches with people. I spend time with people. And it used to be when I first got into this business, I always had my phone, man strapped to my belt, you know, like it was right there because I felt like, oh, I'm important. And if I get calls, I gotta, I gotta respond to these calls. But now I leave my phone in the car because I'm like, you know, this lunch with this person, whoever they might Mm -hmm. be, might be the last one for me. So might as well make the most of it. Might as well try to learn something from this person and the world can wait because I'm with you right now. 
And I think all of us as real estate investors, as military veterans transitioning or already in the business world, I think it's a valuable thing to realize that whatever business you're in, you're not in that business. You're in the relationship business and you need mm-hmm. to get to know that person on the other side of the phone or on the other side of the table. I, man, I think it's so important. And, and for me in my career, it was transformational. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. That's just spot on. And that's advice for anybody in the world, real estate, non-real estate, a service member, non-service member. This is a relationship business. It's all about how you treat people. And you would be amazed, right? And I know Spiros can speak from experience from just sitting down and talking to somebody who has a for sale by owner sign out, getting them to know their story. And, uh, you know, three months later, you're taking down 20 plus units with a, with a, uh, you know, multiple investors with fantastic financing that are, you know, right. changing people's lives. So if, <laughs> all it, all it takes is a simple conversation and being honest and, and being nice to people. So it's not rocket science here. Yeah. Making, making that connection. Yeah. Right. Making that connection. With I, w- folks. I want to add on to one thing you said, we're, I have a feeling we're not going to talk too much real estate straight up in this podcast. Oh, we're, we're going to put knows. you on the spot. Don't you no, worry. We're going to get gonna you. That's you fine. Come on. That's fine. But I do, I do want to say that like, like you said, everything we're talking about, and this little plan I have, like that goes for anything from selling real estate to selling tomatoes. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It's principles that will just make you a better person and make you inadvertently a better businessman. It just like the, when you can apply these principles, the possibilities just they're endless. So for sure, for sure. A hundred percent, man. Let's talk. Let's talk some real estate. Will, tell us about, uh, tell us the, uh, I'm curious, genuinely <clears throat> curious, the pre- real estate agent will knowledge of uh, real estate and now the post few months uh, under your belt real estate agent will the differences and kind of your take on real estate and uh, kind of where your mind is at on the whole process right now okay so it's night and day like I, that's like such an understatement before I was a freshman in college before I had my spring semester freshman in college when I realized I wanted to get my license and my cousin Christopher he does he practices down in uh, Jupiter West Palm Beach area. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought it to my attention at first. Um, got into it, and then there's this thing I like to call the real estate shock. So I spent probably three months getting my license, which I was doing school at the time. But I wish I would have gotten it a little bit quicker. It was it was a bit of a lack of discipline on my part. But I got it done. I passed my test the first time, which I actually have another small story about that. <laughs> um, and so I knew nothing. This is when so Elbow Creek, Dad, you got into real estate investing. I think we determined in the same month as I started getting my license, and it was completely mutually exclusive events. Like yep. I wasn't like, "Hey, Dad, you should get into investing, and I should get my license, and we could be this like super sick team." Not at all. <laughs> I got my license, and. I don't even know if he knew about it or not. And he got into real estate investing. I don't even know if I knew about it or not, or if it was like, whatever. He was going through the white feather application process. So anyways, when I get my license or just before, like maybe a week before, he tells me about this Elbow Creek deal that he found and just driving on his way to work. And I was like, oh, sick, some business right off the bat because I can I can help with this. I can shouldn't be too hard, right? At this point in time, I didn't know what a contract looked like. I didn't know how to write a contract, which for someone not listening, that might sound like who knows how to write a contract. I don't know what people 
or listening thing but in my 18 year old mind I was like oh it shouldn't be too hard and then I remember me and my dad sat down at the kitchen table one night right after I got my license like two days after I got my license just so you know the real estate course doesn't teach you crap about real estate it teaches you about the history and the law of it and it's completely non-applicable to anything you'll actually do um but it's necessary so but me and my dad were sitting down and we wrote this contract based on (laughs) the deal that Justin did come to find out a couple days later we were writing down a commercial deal on a residential contract and we did it completely wrong and we sent it over for review to my team and they were like definitely laughing at us from behind the scenes (laughs) and it was just embarrassing but it wasn't it wasn't embarrassing but it was like it should have been embarrassing and me and my dad are prideful so we were just like now these guys don't know we got we got some help from my team and they basically did the whole thing for at least like my part that I was responsible for like writing up the contracts they basically did all that for me and this is kind of a funny story because I got on the phone with this guy named Mr. Cheryl shout out to Mr. Cheryl he's <laughs> he's awesome he um How's it going, I didn't Pete? know him at the time <laughs> yeah I didn't know him at the time. Um, I didn't know anyone at the time because I just joined Keller Williams as a solo agent. And there's less structure than you could ever believe when you join a real estate team. Like you think you think one thing, like you think you're going to go in and get all these people who are teaching you stuff. Not at all. You get your license, join a brokerage, and then and then what? Nothing happens after that unless and, and you by, make it happen. And by the way, let me interrupt you real quick. Well, I just want to give everybody kind of a, a you know. Will saying, hey, we're just sitting at the dinner table, right? Working this out. This is a $5 million deal, right? That Will and I are like, hey, why not? Let's give it a shot. You know (laughs) what I mean? Let's figure this out. And so Will's actually done some of the work to, you know, get his real estate license. So he's got a little bit of knowledge, right? I had signed up for a real estate accelerator like you, Mike, and we hadn't even Mm -hmm. started yet. I mean, I think I think we were still on the, you know, the prerequisite reading or whatever. So what what Will's about to tell you this phone call with with Pete Cheryl from from his team. It was one of these things where Will's looking at me like, "Well, what do I say? What do I do?" And I'm like, "I don't know, bro. Just get on the phone and figure it out." You know, it's like fake yeah. it till you make it. And I'm I'm like, "Here, as soon as as soon as Pete Cheryl answers the phone, I'm I like walk away. I'm like, "Oh, I need to go take care of the dogs or something, you know." You you so, telling me in the middle of uh, pa- pass uh doing 5 million dollar deals. "Hey, dad, pass me the ketchup while you're at it." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't know where the ketchup is, dude. I'm getting out of here. It's on you. All right. So all listen back to, this. to you. Back to you. Oh, listen to this. So I'm on the phone with Pete Sherrill, who, for some background, he's he's a commercial broker at Keller Williams. He wants, we're basically, I'm telling him, I'm being so transparent with him. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we have this big deal. At, like, I was like, we had Justin's deal behind us, which I didn't have anything to do with because I didn't have my license. And, and dad, you were just an investor in that. Um, I was like, yeah, we know how to do it all. We've done this before. We have this big team that's been that was established like over a decade ago. And we have I a lawyer, Mike like, Marchman, on our yeah, team. Man. We got the whole thing. We got <laughs> exactly. the whole shit thing. We're good, bro. Appreciate your time. Uh, talk to you later. Exactly. And and he responds to that, and he says, "Okay, we'll help you out for fifty percent of the cut." And that's Whoa. on top of that. Listen to this. That's on top of the classic Keller Williams thirty percent cut. So yeah. what? I'm giving away 50% of 70% of the of the of what I would earn. And and in my head, or I have to give credit to my dad for this cuz at first I was like I don't have a leg to stand on. What am I even doing on the phone with this guy? Like mm-hmm. talking about a 5 million dollar deal. I was 18 at the time. And I'm pretty sure my dad said something to me like I don't 
don't remember. It was like, dude, just ask or something like that. And mm-hmm. I got back on the phone with them and I was like, you know what? I don't think that sounds good, actually. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. one with the deal here. I'm bringing this to you guys. I know I don't even know how to spell contract, <laughs> but that's awesome. I'm the one with the deal. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. In, f- in a five minute conversation, I negotiated it to get to 75% for me. So I basically earned an extra 25% to myself. Mm-hmm. And which I did the math and it translated to $20,000. So from a five minute conversation, I got $20,000 more than I would have had just because I asked. And I'm going to be so real with you too. The amount of work that they did in my place that I should have done, Mm -hmm. they deserved way more than 25% of the cut. Like literally all I did was bring the deal and sit there and pray about it. Like I I genuinely didn't write the contracts our attorney did. And that I just want to roll that into another principle of success I have. And it's step three sometimes. Not necessarily three. (laughs) It's just it's like sometimes you need to be bold and just ask because you never know if I didn't have what my dad said where he said just ask. If I didn't have that, I would have been like I would have been twenty thousand dollars less than Right. What I what I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And and it goes for any principle. Like sometimes you just gotta ask and it's gotta be you just need to be bold and talk to people and like and that's that's such a big part about it. Like you were saying earlier, we're not in the real estate business. We're in the business of talking to people, reading people. Um, and if you can learn how to interact with people and be genuinely like have that be your best feat, you will be you will be so well off in life because you will have a gazillion really good friends or even just a couple really good friends. That's all you need. You will have really good connections everywhere you go. And that's the most invaluable thing you can ever ask. So to answer your original question, Mike, I knew nothing about real estate and diving into the deep end with that deal and learning what I did learn, being on the phone with people, I had no business being on the phone with. It helped me learn a lot in a really short amount of time. And I believe that's the best way to learn is one by doing and two by doing more than you ever should have any business doing. Like if if there's any way possible for you to dive in and just burn the burn the bridges or burn the boats, whatever that saying is, Mm -hmm. then that's my suggestion to anyone listening is like burn the bridges, man. Like like if you if you have to roll a six, you'll roll you'll find a way to roll a six. But right if you have a way out, it's powerful. It's powerful, Will, right? Because you you make really good points in, in, in a couple things. One, I share your your sentiments when you say uh, you know, studying for, with a course to become a realtor doesn't really teach you anything about real estate. It's actually being on the phone with that guy, uh, talking the language, being in a commercial deal, mm-hmm. looking at the words on the contract. Similar to, you know, when I'm studying in law school, I can't, it can't teach me how to be a lawyer. I have to go in the courtroom. I have to do the arguments. I have to see what the law is. I have to be in it to experience. And it's the same thing with real estate. You have to, if you want to be in this, you have to immerse yourself <laughs> and you have to go out there and talk to realtors like Will, look at properties, speak, learn the language. And like Will said, don't be afraid to ask. It's it's part of the process. If a house is listed for 100K and you can afford 60K, ask them for 60K. What's the worst that can happen? Completely you're going to agree. be in the same position you're in now. But if you don't ask, you won't know. So I, I agree 100% with you, man. And, and look at your situation yourself. Just by saying a couple words, you made yourself 20K. Easy. Just, just because you asked. So I mean, if mm-hmm. those aren't words of wisdom for everyone around the world, I don't know what is. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And so, Will, a way to, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. I, I had was going to say a way to, all right, save that thought. I was going to say a way <laughs> to kind of roll that into real estate specifically. So hopefully I can give like a little nugget of wisdom to the listeners. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you kind of said it. If you, if you have a property for 100K and mm-hmm. you can afford 60, just ask because they might spit in your face and laugh at you, cuss you out, whatever. But who who cares? Like who really cares? That just shows- right. 
that just shows their character and you brush it off but right. it's like just i can't stress it enough like just ask yeah don't be scared do of yeah. what other I'm people think about you yep yeah i'm with you brother. what i was gonna ask you to do will is just uh maybe briefly describe that deal the elbow creek deal and 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 what we did and uh you know what it looked like and, and how it's going okay so essentially, from my perspective, we started, like I said, it started as a little sparkle in my dad's brain. And then he so generously wanted to bring me on board, which I think in the end actually paid dividends for you because huge. we had like Marla, for example, and Pete to help huge facilitate the whole thing. But essentially what it was is on his way to work every day, he would drive by on US-1, these 12 new construction townhomes. And he saw a sign, and correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, at any point, yeah. he saw a sign that said seller financing. And to, I think you must have heard that in like one of your early classes or something, heard seller financing equals good. Yeah. So I think you called and you just asked for 2% financing. There's probably a lot of negotiation and like back sure. and forth that I'm missing. But at the end of the day, you asked just to tie in what we're talking about. You asked and you got 2% financing, which interest rates right now, kind of crazy. So 2% is crazy. And your goal was to go as little out of pocket as possible. So you took the wholesaling route, which for those who don't know what wholesaling is, it's just essentially, let's say I have a property for sale. My dad gets it under contract for $100,000 and he knows it's a really good investment. He got it for a really good deal. And then he flips the contract to Mike for $120,000. So if Mike wants to pay $120,000 for the property, then my dad can do that totally legally. My dad keeps the extra 20K. Mike gets the investment property of his dreams and I sell my house for whatever, a little bit yeah. less maybe than a little bit less maybe than I could have, but maybe I was going through a divorce or maybe I was, maybe there was a death in the family. Like you have to play the situation and that's how you get those, those kind of deals. Um, so that's what a wholesale is. It's just essentially a contract flip where the wholesaler keeps a fee for himself. He doesn't spend any money out of pocket. Um, so that's a wholesale. And you did that with 12 individual units. They're all, they're all the same, the two, two units or two, I'm sorry, two buildings of six units each. Yep. And you wholesale them to 12 individual investors yep. and you keep an assignment fee on each and every single one of those. Um, and then from my perspective, where I come in is I represented the buyer, which in this case was uh, my dad, and I keep a 3% commission. And then that's obviously before the splits and stuff like that. And that that's like a decent amount of money when you're talking about a $5 million deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's it's been a long process and the entire time you can ask my dad the entire time i told him not because i'm a pessimist because i'm actually probably the most optimistic person i know but i was telling him i was like it's not going to close or i didn't say that but i was just like i'm not <laughs> expecting it to close i'm not cuz i didn't want to get my hopes up i didn't want to get attached to something that wasn't permanent i was like something could fall through i'm not going to get i told him i was like hope for the best prepare for the worst so yeah. it's um and i mean we're past that now like we're Right. set to close early November um, yep. and we're past like inspection and all that stuff, but it's been months. It's this started in June or July. Yeah. It's uh, it started in June. Yeah. So it's definitely taught me and I'm not the most patient dude in the world, but it's definitely mm-hmm. taught me a lot of, a lot of patience. So um, that's another yeah. nugget I think for everybody yep. to so take that's... away is patience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the background on this deal essentially is cool. No money out of pocket from either of us and we both are going to make a pretty good amount of money yeah and that's pretty good that should things. show you that should show people like you don't need money to invest in real estate you need you need to be bold you need to ask you need to have mm-hmm. connections you need to network you need to do all these other things you need to work on yourself like first and foremost 
you don't need money necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking that's of awesome. uh, awesome. connections and network, well, tell us about tell us about your your recent networking uh, okay. experience that you had. All right. So we went to Las Vegas, which I'm like eternally grateful I got to go because it was a white feather event, and I'm not a veteran like like you said earlier. So I really had no business being there. And I know I'm never going to be as cool as any of you guys. And I genuinely <laughs> mean that. You're you're a veteran through association. Well, come on. you yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't downplay yourself. Yeah. But so I got to go to that and it was like life changing. It was a great conference, by the way. But I met a kid there. I met multiple people there. I met a dude who was in the Navy and I just talked like I, it was so far to my comfort zone. I'm not a I'm not a talkative person. I don't like talking to people that much. I do it anyways, because I've grown to like it a little bit more. And I know it's what you need to do. But it was out of my comfort zone to go and network with these people out of thin air and long story short he called me a week after the conference and said hey i'm looking for a property in jacksonville this guy's out in california and he just remembered that i was a realtor in jacksonville just because i talked to him and mm-hmm. he called me and i got two weeks after being on my team and with minimal experience in residential especially before I got my first deal under contract and that was, I'm so just a little bit of background. I'm not saying this to boast. I'm just showing this because I want everyone to know what God did for me. Cause I know I definitely didn't do it. Um, I'm on the number one real estate team in Northeast Florida by that's a whole other story by God's grace. And as an, I'm also the youngest person on that team. And I also broke the record by a pretty large margin of fastest to get the first deal under contract because it took me two weeks of being on the team before that happened. And they were telling me that it took, it takes other people like two months Hmm. and it's just and I don't like I don't think I deserve that at all but at the end of the day I do because I I seek God I don't know if you're a religious person Mike but that's like become a really huge part of my life because all this recent success that I've had and even just my personal development and my mentality I know that doesn't like that's not me you know what I mean that's that's God just showing me how I can be more like him and he I think his way of showing me that he exists because I've always been like a Christian but I've never practiced like really practiced it Mm -hmm. I think his way of showing me is like I'm going to shoot you with a bunch of success and hope <laughs> hope that you're not too stubborn to think that you did it by yourself. And I know <laughs> I didn't. So sure. That's um that's that, yeah. That's super cool, man. And like listen, you you are where you are at life because you've worked hard, you have a great family and like you're you're exactly where you need to be don't ever think that any you know you're being cocky or uh you know that you shouldn't be on a team a number one team yeah you belong on the number one team because you're 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 out working everybody else and you're putting the deals under contract faster than anybody ever has at keller williams so you're right where you belong man and don't ever you know age is just a number you you outwork anybody who's in front of you and, and you can from talking to you for 37 minutes i could see how guy's the limit for you brother so don't like you you are I appreciate that. <laughs> you got the future ahead of you and I could talk to you for forever. So this is awesome. And, uh, you know, it just, it's a sense of really rejuvenation in me to just get back after it and, and start, you know, just hard work and doing, doing the little, the little task in life to get you where you need to be. So yeah, no, this mm-hmm. is, this is fantastic. Spiros, what do you got? You got any questions? No, I'm, I'm good. I've just been in, enjoying, uh, watching Willie be Willie. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, this is so cool. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Will, before we close this out, I want to ask you one final question. Um, you know, we, we're, we're about at the 40 minute mark here where our listeners got to listen to some, some really good, um, powerful advice, some motivational advice from somebody who's super young in the game, who has obviously, as everybody can hear a bright future in, in, in the, in the world, both 
you know, professionally and personally with his relationships, uh, you know, in and out of real estate. Will, tell me what your goals, what your aspirations are. Where do you see Will? When we have you on the podcast in, you know, in six months, a year, a year and a half, what, what should we expect? What the what should the listeners expect from Will? I'm so glad that you asked this. <laughs> I, I believe heavily in planning it out, having a vision board, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have like a really strong idea of what I want to do. And I've, I've told this to like a very select few of people. And this might even surprise my dad. Like, I don't, I don't go around like sharing this stuff. Um, my dream life, and this isn't a six month down the road thing. This is like more later in life. My dream life looks like I'm up on a stage publicly speaking to people and around the world traveling and showing people who need hope and giving them hope. People who need Christ, giving them Christ. That's like, and it's funny because public speaking is my biggest fear. So it kind of like, it's scary, but that's what, that's, that's the, that's the dream that God gave me is. I want to be I want to be a vessel for him to shed light onto other people who need it because I've I've seen people close to my life who need stuff like that and who need hope and people who just don't have that automatically and they need mm-hmm. someone to be there and show them that there's a will to live there's a reason to live what their purpose could be and I want to be that person I want to be that like medium through which so I want that I think it'd be cool to be like a best selling author and teach those same principles I'm really a family oriented person and I think I think the greatest gift that my dad ever gave me was not direct, but it was a it was a perfect exemplary of how you should treat like how he treats my mom. So I think like that's I'm very family oriented, like I said, and I want to have a family that looks like our family because it can change someone's like it's changed my life. Whereas I can't tell you for certain that I would be this way if I grew up in a different family. So I want to find someone who like has the same values as me in that aspect and who I can love a a thousand percent and treat them how my dad treats my mom, because it's been like a blessing to grow up and watch that firsthand. And so definitely like a great family is, is in my in my future um let's see and i'm gonna be so real with you i like materialistic things like as shallow as it may sound but i don't every 19 year old should come on will don't it's okay i don't yeah i don't like it because i think it's cool like i don't care about lamborghinis but for me it's a symbol of like what you've done what god's done for you and i want that stuff because i want to show other people what god did for me you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. That's that's what my dream is. I'm going to be a public speaker. Remember the name. And uh, <laughs> I hope I can be on a bunch of podcasts in the future. And because I feel like I do. I feel like I've been blessed with a lot to share with other people. I could literally sit here and talk to you guys for <laughs> six hours. Like, yeah. no joke. And so I hope that's that's what I pray for every day is that I can be put in a position where I can share this stuff with as many people as possible. That's so awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, well, when you become famous, don't forget where your uh, your public speaking career started right here on the Freedom Fries podcast. So make sure you stay Ooh. loyal to us. Yes, sir. <laughs> of course. Boom. I never forget. And like I said, well, like I said earlier, I genuinely appreciate you guys having me on. It's been like so, so fun. And this is such a even though it's my dad. It's still a dream of mine to like be able to come on a podcast and it's going to go on Spotify. Like that's crazy to me. I'm so excited. Like just the fact that someone can go on Spotify and look up Will Nafakos and like see or like look up Freedom Fries and see that's like awesome. listen to me talk about things I'm fired up and passionate about. That's like that's freaking awesome. That's like surreal to me and I'm I'm so appreciative that you guys have me on. 
No, please, man. It, we're the pleasure has been ours. We're super, uh, we're super excited to have you here. We're very thankful for you. Uh, you know, we're all busy these days, so we're thankful for you taking time out of your day and sitting down talking with us. I know you guys are probably two rooms apart, so. <laughs> but we, I really appreciate it, Spiros. I know, I know you're a, uh, speaking from a dad myself. I'm, you know, Will is uh, exactly what I want my son to be like when he grows up. He's two months now, so Spiros, oh, you, got thank a, you. you got a really, you got a really good kid there, and uh, this. Is is, this has been fantastic and i can't thank you enough will and spiros for sharing your son here on the on the on the podcast and will i promise you we'll get you back on here so we can get a you know six to year month um you know update and see see where how you're doing and, and hear all the great things i love that you're it doing. yeah, yeah so, absolutely, so real brother. quick you know will referenced that he was in his uh, in his closet right he's not joking it's actually <laughs> so he lives up in jacksonville so he's actually two hours away from us oh shoot, but okay he's He's in his his office is in his closet, That's so we awesome. affectionately call it the Clawfus. <laughs> yeah, I love it's it. The cl- love it's the Clawfus. Oh so. shoot! Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we God's man, work happens in here. I love it, man. Thank you again for joining us. Um, until next time, everybody. This is uh, Freedom Fries Podcast with Mike and Spiros. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have some great more guests coming on here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom Fries Podcast. Join Mike and Spiros next time as they bring more real talk about real estate investing highs and lows. Freedom Fries is focused real estate investing for epic success. Epic success.